G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. G'day and welcome to today's 2020 podcast feed. I'm Matt Gies and just a quick reminder before we start that you can catch the full program of 2020 and all the interesting guests every weekday between 10am and 1pm Eastern Standard Time on the Vision Radio Network. Now it's that time of year when retail shops are counting down until Christmas and starting to put out their Christmas decorations and of course remind shoppers how many shopping days or weeks there are until Christmas. The final term of school hasn't even finished yet. Spring has only just sprung and Christmas for many is still a fair way off. So why should we be thinking about it? Why? Because now is the time to be getting some items together to pack a shoebox gift for a child in a developing country. Trevor Morris is the Queensland State Manager of Samaritan's Purse with his main responsibility being Operation Christmas Child. And he dropped by our studios this morning with a couple of cartons of empty shoeboxes for our staff to fill. So we grabbed him to have a chat at the same time. Trevor, Operation Christmas Child has made a huge impact on us here at UCB Australia and with Vision Radio taking part in very active way in, in getting people to pack shoeboxes, register through our website and have that possibility of heading to Cambodia early next year to actually literally follow the shoebox, not just uh, follow it via an email. Tell us a little bit about the history of Operation Christmas Child though. Where did this concept first begin? Yeah, Operation Christmas Child actually began in Wales in 1990. Um, it happened with a gentleman called Dave Cook. He and his wife were watching television and in, in that time, we were seeing lots of pictures of the children of Romania after the revolution had taken place in Romania. Romania had been under a dictator for a number of years, and there were huge issues in, in Romania. Dave Cook really felt that God was saying to him, Dave, you need to do something. So Dave came up with this idea of taking a couple of trucks loaded with some um, you know, relief material that could help out these children. Shared the idea with a few of his friends. One of his friends actually worked at the local radio station, thought this was a great idea. <laughs> Dave's sister came up with the idea of the shoebox. She said, why don't we get the children to pack a shoebox with things that children would like? So this uh, gentleman who worked at the radio started sharing this on the radio. Um, the actual radio station became the original drop-off point, and out of this, um, there were over 3,000 shoeboxes came into the radio station. Then companies like Johnson & Johnson turned up with a semi-trailer load of medical supplies, and it just kind of grew from there. So in um, 1990, in, in December, when they left to actually go to Romania, instead of two trucks... They set off with seven, seven semi-trailers, 18 drivers, and 3,000 shoeboxes. And that was the beginning of Operation Christmas Child. In 1993, Dave Cook actually contacted Franklin Graham from Samaritan's Purse and said, uh, you know, we're going into Bosnia. Would you like to be involved in this with some shoeboxes? And Franklin said yes. And if Franklin was here telling the story, he would tell you that he forgot about it. And a few weeks later, Dave Cook rang up again. <laughs> and uh, Franklin says his secretary came to the office with this look on her face to say, you are in big trouble. <laughs> um, and so Franklin then got on to a couple of his uh, friends who were pastors, and uh, through that they raised 28,000 shoeboxes to take it in. So that's where it began in 1993 for Samaritan's Purse. Uh, we came involved in it. And since then, uh, this year we actually just celebrated over 100 million shoeboxes um, since 1993. 
And so now, as, as we look at it last year, we actually um, had no, over 9 million shoeboxes. Um, for, the, for the one year, we delivered those 9 million shoeboxes. We aim for this year is to increase that a bit more, to have more opportunity to you know, take a gift to children and to reach out with the gospel. Where do you go, though? I mean, like, uh, from from my understanding, you go mainly from an Australian perspective to Pacific nations and to Southeast Asia. Is that correct? Yeah. For Australia, we go to Southeast Asia. So at the moment, it's Cambodia, Thailand and Vietnam. And then in the Pacific, it's Papua New Guinea, Fiji, Solomon, Samoa, Vanuatu. That's our region that we look after for, with Operation Christmas Child. Okay. And, and obviously, other areas of Samaritan's Purse across the world will will focus on areas close to them. Correct. Yes. Um, different parts. So some go to Africa, some go to Europe. Um, US goes to South America as well. So yeah, various parts of the world is looked after by a different um, sending country. All right. Now, our focus this year is Cambodia. That's where um, opportunity is being given for a couple of listeners to actually literally follow the shoebox, as we said, and go to Cambodia and witness firsthand some of the programs that Samaritan's Purse have got running. Now, this shoebox, this tiny little shoe, well, I guess it's not that tiny, but this shoebox full of uh, wonderful gifts for children has actually opened the doors for Samaritan's Purse to do what they do best, and that is to share the gospel, hasn't it? Yes, definitely. Um, and that's one of the things that, that from these shoeboxes. They open the doors for the opportunity for our partners, which are normally the local pastors, to have that opportunity to go into areas which often they may not be able to go in, but because of a shoebox, it opens the doors for them. And then from there, have an opportunity to share the gospel with them, either through a little booklet that we have called The Greatest Gift or through our follow-up discipleship program called The Greatest Journey. Okay. So how does that work? Because I know the rules are for when you're packing a shoebox, make sure you've got no religious content in there because of the customs and other regulations in the countries you're going to. Like Southeast Asia, it's it's still very strict as to what sort of uh, propaganda, if you like, um, just to use a, a word, can be given to those people in the country. So how does Samaritan's Purse have the shoeboxes full of wonderful toys as well as this uh, little booklet? Yeah, the, the booklets are actually printed in the local language. And where the pastors believe it's okay to do, they will actually do it. So, for example, Papua New Guinea is a really easy country to work in. Cambodia is fairly open to the gospel in the sense that long as it's done by the local people. Um, what we do find in some of the countries, Vietnam would be one of our more difficult ones. Uh, restrictions are a lot tighter in Vietnam. So it depends on the environment, I guess, in which we're working. So where the opportunity arises, the children are offered the booklet. They don't have to take it, but they're offered the booklet. Majority of children do take the booklet. Okay. Now, this booklet, The Greatest Journey, tell us a little bit about it. Where did the idea for this begin? Okay. The the Greatest Journey is a 12-lesson discipleship program. Um, it actually was developed between a company here in Australia and Samaritan's Purse. What happened was originally we used to have a follow-up program called the Mailbox Club. That wasn't our own program. It was owned by another group, but we were, we were able to use that. That was fairly effective in what we were doing, but we really wanted something that would tie the little our booklet, The Greatest Gift, in with a discipleship program, and so it was just a, a flow-through of that. Um, this was developed, and, um, <clears throat> yeah, it's really been great from there, 12 lessons. Um, what happens with this program is that we need – teachers to be trained before they can use the program. And then once again, it is offered to the children. The children don't have to be part of it, but th those who do sign up and go through a 12-lesson program. Okay. And you've seen some um, pretty amazing perspectives on this one little booklet. You know, Samaritan's Purse have 
really um, been blown away by by the impact that this booklet and the teaching program has made to these young people. Oh, look, definitely. It, it is really exciting for us what we've seen happen with The Greatest Journey. Um, out of that, there are two things that come from One is the trained teachers, which then uh, support in their local churches. So one part of the training is the very last thing the teachers learn is to continue to teach lessons in Scripture in the same manner in which the 12 lessons of the greatest journey is. The other great thing we've seen out of this, it is an um, outreach program, but it's also a discipleship program. So it encourages the children to share their faith with their friends. Um, what we've seen over the years, about, um, I think it's like 1.7 million children have signed up to do the program. Of that, just over a million children have actually completed the 12-lesson program. What we found with the Greatest Gift booklet was that about one in eight children came to faith. With the follow-up discipleship program, The Greatest Journey, it's now about one in two children who've completed that program actually come to faith. So for us, that's really, really exciting. Wow. One in two. One in two, yeah. That's yeah. incredible. I mean, like even in Australia, we wouldn't hope to have uh, that sort of figures when it comes to uh, discipleship and evangelism. No, look, and that's the exciting thing about being part of Operation Christmas Child. You're not just providing a gift for the children, but you're providing an opportunity for them to come to know the Lord Jesus. And, yes, through that, it's really exciting. And I don't know of any other program where the figures are like one in two children that actually come to faith. And it's exciting also in the fact that this is just another tool in the toolbox for the local churches in these countries to be able to do the job that they're doing, and that is to nurture people in their faith, to reach out, to share the gospel, to share that love of Christ. And who would have thought a shoebox full of toys and gifts could be such an uh, important tool in the toolbox? Oh, look, definitely. It definitely is a tool for the, for our what we call our national leadership teams, our partners made up of the pastors. And actually, if I could just give you one example of, of I actually saw that in action. Um, I was in Papua New Guinea and we were going to give out shoeboxes to some school children. Partway on our journey to go there to give out the shoeboxes, the pastor with says, oh, I'm a bit of a, a silly person. The children are all in school. We can't do it. So we started to come back towards where we were going. Um, and there was a little village on the side of the road. We stopped at this village. The pastor went in and he said, come on in. We can give out some shoeboxes here. There are probably about between 30 and 40 children there, not a big distribution. We gave out the shoeboxes, had a great time with the children. After that, the pastor said, you know, I've been trying to make contact with this village for a number of years now, and this is the first time I've actually been allowed into the village. But not only that, because we went there, we gave out the shoeboxes, the village elders have now invited me to come back and meet with them and talk with them. Wow. So, you know, the doors became open through a shoebox. Wow. And that's it, isn't it? it, it I still love the words of St. Francis of Assisi, go into the world, share the love of Christ if you have to use words. Oh, definitely. Look, sharing these shoeboxes with the children is just most amazing. And yeah, for those who may have an opportunity to win a trip to Cambodia, it'll change your life forever. Believe me, my first trip away definitely changed my life. And you've got to go to our website if you want to be part of that, vision.org.au. We'll put the link up at our 2020 webpage. Trevor Morris is our guest. He is the Queensland Director for Samaritan's Purse, with Operation Christmas Child being his main area of responsibility. Trevor, we've uh, we've been involved with Operation Christmas Child and my family for a couple of years, and it's interesting when we get our kids who aren't that old to be able to be involved, to think for what they would like, what sort of toys they would like to be able to give to a child in another country. And it reminds me exactly of what you said there before about uh, the original boxes in 1990 going to the kids in Romania, um, getting kids to pack shoe boxes for other kids. It must be a powerful uh, message that comes back to Samaritan's Purse when you hear those stories. 
Oh, look, definitely. We get all sorts of stories just from here within our own within Australia of children who have given up, have opened their piggy banks because they their mothers or their parents have told them about these children who have nothing, and here's an opportunity to share something just small with them. And yeah, children have come back and said, "No, I'm going to empty my piggy bank. Let's go fill up a shoebox." Or, or they, or I heard actually heard one story a few years ago where the children, after they'd done the shoebox, actually went to their mother and said, "For Christmas, just give me whatever fits in a shoebox." Wow. You know, just keep it small. <laughs> so, yeah, so it does have an impact. Yeah. Now, tell us a little bit about the shoeboxes themselves. Uh, there's a number of categories that uh, Samaritan's Purse ask us to follow when looking at packing a shoebox. What are the categories and why have you chosen these particular categories? Okay, the categories are just a guideline. You don't have to put one item from every every one of those categories. It's your gift. It's what you decide you think wants to go in the box. Um, that is what we talk about. We talk about the integrity of the shoebox. The, the the gift that you give us is the gift that goes. And I can tell you that this gift always ends in the in the right hands of a child. So we talk about something for school. Um, that's really, really important. In a lot of these places, the children cannot go to school unless they have school supplies. And, of course, a lot of the areas we go to, the children are too poor to buy school supplies. Um, so school supplies are really important. Just really basic. Pencils, rubber, a sharpener, um, something to write on, you know, a small pad, um, that, that's all it needs to be when we say school supplies. Um, something to wear, once again, just something really simple, you know, a T-shirt, um, pair of shorts, uh, underclothing, something like that. That's just really simple because, remember, most of these kids probably, if they, you know, may only have one set of clothes. Um, so just basic things. Something to love, um, majority of these children never had a soft, cuddly toy. So, And it doesn't matter whether it's a 2-year-old or a 10-year-old boy. <laughs> They still love the cuddly toys. I can tell you, I've seen the 10 to 14-year-old boys open the box and there's a little teddy bear inside and they'll just cuddle it like anything because they've never had anything that cuddled before. Something to play with, pretty obvious. They're still children. They love to play. Children are no different anywhere around the world. I reckon my favourite thing in that category is tennis balls. Tennis balls yeah. One, it fits into the shoebox nicely, but it's it's such a diverse toy, isn't it? Uh, look, it is. And I'll just share a little story about a tennis ball. Um, a number of years ago, we went to Vanuatu for the fir- very first time. Uh, I was very fortunate my daughter was able to come with us on that trip. Uh, we went, we hiked through the jungle for about five kilometres to deliver these boxes to a small village. Um, there was a little girl there who opened a, opened a box and got a tennis ball. Um, my daughter stood with this girl for about an hour just tossing the tennis ball back and forwards because they'd never had a tennis ball before. So, yeah, things simple thing like a tennis ball makes a huge, huge difference. Okay, so that's that's uh, an example of something to play with. What <laughs> are the other Something categories? to play with, yeah. Um, so let me see. I've done something to love, something to wear, uh, school supplies. Um, we talk about something special. Mm-hmm. Um, so that can be just the little things like, you know, for girls, it could be hair bands or bracelets or, um, you know, even a photo of you You who have packed the box with a little message on the back to say Merry Christmas, enjoy these presents, those kind of things. Um, and then also um, something of hygiene product. Now, with hygiene, um, it's things like soap, face washer, um, toothbrush, um, no liquids, you know, so we can't send shampoos and, and those kind of things because these, these all go into a container. They get packed up very high. Um, the possibility of, of the liquids leaking and spoiling a whole lot of shoeboxes does happen. So that uh, goes the same with toothpaste? Yep, yep, toothpaste. Toothpaste, there are various reasons. Some of the countries say that we can't send it. Um, they requested for us not to send it. And, yeah, we have had boxes come in where the toothpaste has actually come open and squirted through the box. So, you know, it does cause some problems with that as well. Um, what's the other category? I just can't think off the top of my head. <laughs> but the other category, I shouldn't know them all. Um, but yeah, look, you just follow on on the on the brochure. Gives you all the categories. Um, and the reasons there because we just over the years these have been developed and found that these are the things that the children just love to have hold of. 
charge? Well, the best way to find out, of course, is to go via our website, vision.org.au. You can see there on the uh, webpage details about how you can be involved in uh, Operation Christmas Child this year. But not only that, have the opportunity to be able to follow your shoebox and uh, see where it ends up in Cambodia early next year. Now, that's an interesting thing too, though, Trevor. Operation Christmas Child, and we're getting in early because they've got to be in by the end of October, um, looking at Christmas. I was thinking Christmas, but the opportunity to actually deliver these shoeboxes is in February. Tell us a little bit about that. Okay. Um, Operation Christmas Child really works well for us in the West. Uh, When Dave Cook was trying to come up with a name for this whole project, it was about children. It was this big operation, and it was to, it was around the Christmas time. So Operation Christmas Child worked really, really well. Um, we understand Christmas. We understand gift giving. In a lot of the countries we go to, Christmas means nothing uh, to the to these children. Um, so, for example, in Asia, the big celebration there is the Lunar New Year or Tet Festival, as they call it, um, and that is a time when traditionally parents would give gifts to their children. So often, you know, our boxes kind of fit in with that that sort of period. But it's really about giving a gift and opening a door. And for many, many of these children, and for huge percentages, like, you know, we're talking 95% plus, children have never had a gift in their life, let alone anything new. So, you know, we understand Christmas, we understand gift giving, and for these children it's about receiving a gift. Um, Yeah, so the boxes aren't always given out at Christmas. In some countries they are. Um, Often the boxes are given out just after Christmas. And when you think about it, you know, last year from here in Queensland, we sent 55,000 shoeboxes to Vietnam. Um, that's where all our boxes went. So they had 55,000 shoeboxes to give out. That takes a bit of work and a lot of logistics to move those boxes around. Now, speaking of which, um, speaking of logistics to actually get the shoeboxes to where you are, you gave us a glimpse in that earlier where you said you had to hike like five kilometres through the jungle just to get to uh, one of the villages that you visited in PNG. Um, tell us a little bit about how these boxes actually get to where they're going because I think this is fascinating in itself because it's not you – know, we, here in the West, we would imagine, okay, you put it in a shipping container, you ship it off, and uh, a truck delivers it or, or you know, put it on a train or whatever, but that's not always the case. No, not always the case. Actually, I'll go right back to the beginning. So someone packs a shoebox to us, deliver it to one of our drop-off centers. The drop-off centers get it into our warehouse. When they come into our warehouse, and this is where, where really some amazing things happen. Okay, so what happens there, the boxes then get sorted out into their different age groups, so boys and girls and the different three different age groups we have. Um, then the boxes need to be inspected. Every box that comes in needs to be inspected because we just have to make sure that there are no items in there that will cause a problem in the countries we go to. Also, um, things like plastic packaging needs to be removed. So when people are packing their shoeboxes, if you could remove all the plastic packaging, that would be really helpful. That would make and it recycle it and recycle it. Yeah, that would make <laughs> it that would make it much faster for us. Um, then the boxes are actually taped shut. They're packed into cartons, and then wait, we wait for a container to arrive going to whatever country. Then we pack those cartons into a container and then the container is sealed, taken to the ship and then shipped over to the country it goes to. When it arrives in the country, then the customs officers at that country will do an inspection. Uh, I've been to one of the inspections and believe me, it is very thorough. Mm. They actually open cartons randomly and they will open random shoe boxes in that just to check that everything is okay and the boxes are freed. Once they're there, then our national leadership teams take over the boxes, then it's up to them to get them to where they're going. And that can be done in all sorts of ways. This it is can, where it gets interesting. It can be done by truck. It can be done by you know four-wheel drive. It can be done by motorbike. It can be done by donkey, by camels, by all sorts of ways, by canoe. Um, in Papua New Guinea, they have, they have paddled for a day in a canoe up a river to get to a remote village to give out shoe boxes. 
Um, I've been on places where we've taken them on the back of motorbikes, on horses, um, to get the boxes to where they go. So whatever method is needed and whatever transport is available will be used to get the boxes to where they need to go. It's pretty impressive when you think about it, just the the impact that these shoe boxes make, but not only on the kids who get them, but on the people who go out of their way to make sure that even the most remote villages have access to these wonderful gifts. Oh, look, definitely. Um, I know a number of years ago we, we did a bit of a, a look at how many hands the boxes would pass through by the time they get to children, and it's somewhere between 50 and 20 pairs of hands that the, what these boxes have actually touched on their journey to the, to the children. So every time someone touches one of those boxes, it has an impact on it. From the people who volunteer in our warehouse to do the checking, to pack the cartons, to pack the containers, to the, even to the drivers of the trucks that come to pick up the containers. We have had these huge um, South Sea Island drivers of these trucks come in and we tell them, and they say, what are you doing here? And we explain to them and we have them leaving in tears um, once they know what it, what's going on with these boxes. So, yeah, they have a huge, huge impact on their journey. Wow. And it must be incredibly um, rewarding for you and your team to be able to, I guess, breathe a sigh of relief at the end of each year when the uh, the shoeboxes are, are leaving your warehouse. But just to know that you are taking part in an amazing, amazing logistical exercise to bring the love of Christ to people who may not ever have another opportunity to receive a gift and, and hear why people have done this. Yeah, look, uh, our warehouse team counted a great privilege to be part of this ministry. Um, they counted a great privilege to be used by God just to have that opportunity to reach out with the gospel, even though many of them will never see the children who receive these boxes. But I know from their comments and from their their, their hearts that they just love doing this. Mm. Well, Trevor, it's been fascinating having a chat to you, finding out more about uh, where the boxes go and how it all works. Stay in touch. We're looking forward to uh, getting as many boxes. We want a 1,000 boxes from our listeners, and our staff here at UCB Australia have committed to, at a minimum, 50. So that's one per staff member minimum to um, add to that 1,000 boxes that we want to send off uh, from right around Australia. All you have to do is register through our website, vision.org.au. You'll see the link on the front page about Operation Christmas Child. And by registering through our website, not only do you add to the tally of the 1,000 boxes minimum that we're looking for, but you also have the opportunity then to join the crew from Samaritan's Purse in delivering these shoe boxes in Cambodia early next year. All the details at the website, vision.org.au. Trevor Morris, thanks so much for dropping by. Thank you. It's been a great pleasure. Like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au.